What's up guys, welcome back to the John Summer Challenge. Today is day 18 of the John Summer Challenge and we're in John chapter 10, verses 22 through 42. And our passage today marks the end of John's uh, presentation of Jesus and his public ministry. It marks the end of his public ministry as we see in the Gospel of John and it ends with yet another confrontation between Jesus and who? The Jewish religious leaders, those little phonies. Today, it should be short, we're going to look at three perspectives from our passage, and they all revolve around hands. Show me your hands. And first, number one, we're going to look at the hands of the fakes. The hands of the fakes, those phony, phony fakes. It's surprising, or rather unsurprising, that we read about yet another dispute between Jesus and the Jewish religious leaders. This time it's taking place at what is called the Feast of the Dedication. It wasn't, it's not a feast that was prescribed by the Old Testament. It's a feast that they created to celebrate their victory over a Syrian king. We won't get into that. But it's a, at the Feast of the Dedication that this dispute takes place. And as tension is rising, continues to rise, hostility towards Jesus is brewing. The Jews literally surround Jesus and they demand answers from him. Their plan is, and this has always been their plan, their plan is to trap Jesus so that they can have a reason to get rid of him because he greatly threatened their power and their authority. So they want to get rid of him as fast as possible. They wanted Jesus, specifically, to declare publicly that he was the Messiah so that they would have reason to arrest him. But, so they say in verse 24, if you are the Christ, tell us plainly, they, tell us flat out plainly that you are the Messiah. But Jesus has already declared to them over and over again that he is the Messiah very plainly. He says in verse 5 verse or chapter 5 verse 17, chapter 8 in verses 12, 24 and 58, he's told them plainly who he was. He is God the Messiah. Not only has he told them plainly, he's also shown them by his works, hasn't he? By his signs, his miracles that are so undeniable that he is truly the Son of God, the Messiah. There's no mistaking it. There's no uh, able to escape that reality or that truth. They are so obvious that he is the Son of God. And so the reason why these religious leaders ask again and they still do not believe in Christ is not, is not because they haven't been informed. They've been informed. They're well informed. But it is because they are spiritually blind. We've learned about this, right? These religious leaders are spiritually blind. And so from a human perspective, these religious leaders continue to reject Christ because they hate the truth and they love their sin. They're spiritually blind. And at the same time, they are also not seeing the truth and not accepting the truth because God has not chosen them as his sheep. We've learned about this, right? God's sovereignty. He chooses whom he will save. We learned about that yesterday. But also at the same time, man's responsibility that they must respond in faith and repentance. 
And so God, yes, has not chosen these religious leaders to be saved. And that's why they are still blind to the truth. They cannot see the truth and they love their sin. But at the same time, they are responsible to put their faith in Christ and to accept Christ. And yet time after time, they continue to reject him. And so that is why they will be condemned for, for their sins. Ultimately, their sin of unbelief in Jesus Christ. And so that's why in verse 26, he says, But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. Nonetheless, these religious leaders claim to know God, to love his word. But in reality, they are total fakes. Instead of being lovers of God, they are haters of God. The hands of the fakes. Show me those hands. Their hands are filled with stones wanting to kill Jesus. They so much hate the truth. They so much hate Jesus that they are willing and wanting to kill Jesus on the spot. And let me ask you, before you judge these religious leaders, are these your hands as well? Are your hands as well filled with stones? Maybe you're unwilling to submit to your parents. Maybe you're unwilling to humble yourself. Maybe you're unwilling to stop looking at inappropriate things online or on your TV. Maybe you're unwilling to stop speaking those terrible words when you're away from your parents. Maybe you're unwilling to give up the things that the Bible says are sin and contrary to God and his character. You're unwilling to submit your life fully to Christ. Maybe there are some sins that you're just unwilling to let go of. Then you too, your hands, if that's the case, are also filled with stones in hatred towards God. So don't look at these religious leaders and say, oh, how terrible they are. Look at your own hands. And if you have been unwilling to submit your life fully to Christ, then you too have stones in your hands. Next, let's look at number two, the hands of the Father. The hands of the Father. You know, there are some just really effective commercials that come out and that just do a great job with their slogans. They're so easy to remember and they're, they get stuck in your head. And the one uh, slogan that I think about or a good commercial has always been Allstate. Allstate, you're in what? Good hands. That is a catchy slogan that everybody remembers. It's stuck in their minds. And of course, their goal is to convince everyone that they can feel safe and secure by using their insurance, right? That no matter what happens in life, they can count on Allstate to cover them. Well, as believers, we have that same promise, not insurance, health insurance or car insurance, whatever they sell, not from Allstate, but from God himself, don't we? The promise is this in verses 27 to 30. My sheep hear my voice, Jesus says, and I know them and they follow me and I give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father 
are one. This is the strongest affirmation in all the Bible that every true believer in Christ has eternal security. That's the term, eternal security, meaning once truly saved, always saved. Once God truly changes your heart and saves you, you will always be his child. And there is nothing that can snatch you away from him. And there is no circumstance that will ever demote you back to an unbeliever. Once you are truly saved, you will always be saved and you will always have eternal life. That's good news. Now you might hear of some people who claimed to be Christians all their lives and then one day all of a sudden they walk away from the faith they walk away from christ all of a sudden they deny him and reject him they're no longer christians or they no longer call themselves christians they something in their life convinces them that god is not real or that christ alone is is not the only way but let me tell you because of what our passage teaches and because i believe that the Bible is true, then I know with all confidence that these people were never true Christians at all, ever. If somebody claims to walk away from the faith, they all of a sudden deny Christ, even though all their lives they claim to be Christians. Let me tell you, they were never true Christians in the first place. Once saved, always saved. True Christians never walk away from Christ. They may struggle with sin. We might struggle with sin as believers. We will struggle, but they will never walk away from Christ. We will struggle, but we will always keep following after Jesus if our salvation is genuine. But what our passage is teaching is called eternal security, which means that if you, are genu if you genuinely give your life to Christ, put your faith in him, repent from your sins, then you are in the Father's hands. You're in good hands, and you will certainly receive eternal life for sure. It is a sweet and comforting thing to be in the hands of God. This is different from assurance, right? We get assurance that we're saved, but when, whenever we're tested, whenever our faith is tested, or whenever we test ourselves to see if we're in the faith, that's different from the very fact that we have eternal security as believers. And so this great comforting truth that we're in the Father's hands, nobody can snatch us away, shall leave every believer in praise from, number three, the hands of the followers. The hands of the followers are lifted up with praise and thanksgiving to God because of what we learn in our passage. It says at the end of our passage that many believed in him there. Now those who truly believed and followed Christ hear about these claims that Jesus is making, that he is truly God and that nobody can snatch believers out of his hands and they surely lift their hands up in praise and worship. That is what we are led to do when we read and study amazing passages like ours today. True followers' hands lift up in praise because they are in the Father's hands. Unlike the hands of the phony fakes 
who continue to reject Christ. The tension is rising, and more so even now as we continue in the Gospel of John. And these hands of the fakes that were once filled with stones, ready to kill Jesus on the spot, will soon be nailing the hands of Jesus to the cross, where he will suffer and he will willingly die in order to reconcile God and man, all who believe in him and repent from their sins. Jesus' death and resurrection will save, sanctify, complete, redeem all of those who put their faith in him and repent from their sins. So would you think of those wounds which are in Jesus' hands and submit your life to him. Lift your hands to him in total praise and worship. Okay, that's it for today's devotional. I've got three questions for you. Number one, are there any sins in your life that you find yourself unwilling to give up? And why? Number two, what is eternal security? That's what we just talked about, right? What is eternal security? And number three, back at it, write down from memory, John 20, verses 30 through 31. Submit your answers to those questions and you will be done with day 18 of the John Summer Challenge. I'll see you tomorrow for day 19.